Hey beings, welcome to the Self-Serity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to providing content that contributes to our health, our well-being, and mindset by sharing resources, stories, and perspectives that can assist our self-investment journey, our mindful entrepreneurial journey, and or our financial well-being journey. Thanks for being here for the latest series on the podcast. Let's get into today's episode. The following episode is an open conversation on the topic of depression and anxiety. Only continue with this episode if you are prepared to experience the conversation outside of yourself and experience it from a different angle or perspective. All content shared today is intended to be an exercise to freely talk and is not intended to be professional advice. Only put stock in the thoughts in life that align with your self-investment goals. Hey, hey, beings, you are listening to the self Duty Podcast. I am Danny, your self-investment storyteller, which means I like to share and explore topics that are self-investing in nature that contribute to our health, our well-being, and our mindset. I have a passion for technology. I have a passion for entrepreneurs, and I have a passion for living my mother-loving life, <laughs> which means I like, to, <laughs> I like to connect with people. I like to play games. And so I am doing that on both my platforms, the self Duty Podcast and help be mine. And today I have a special guest that was participating in, uh, what would you say? What would that word be? Um, oh, I can't think of the word. Oh no, word is gone. A wacky game. What, yeah, you experienced my shenanigans, but it was another word yeah. I was trying to hear. He experienced my shenanigans on the being to being game where I play scenario game. And when we ended the conversation, actually, when we even when we got off of line and stopped recording, the three of us had such an amazing conversation. And I wish honestly that that it was recorded because how impactful it was. But it wasn't recorded. <laughs> it wasn't recorded to yeah. share. And I think, you know, that the beauty in that is sometimes we have conversations that doesn't need to be, you know, on the internet and doesn't need to be shared. But I did invite my special guest, Vuk, on my podcast to share a little bit about himself and his story because we got to learn a little bit about his entrepreneurial endeavors and how he can contribute to other beings. But now I want to learn a little bit more about him and his story because I found it to be very, very instrumental in that conversation that we had. So what with that all being said, I am going to pass the mic, in a sense, the podcast <laughs> mic. <laughs> yeah. You, you can go ahead and share who you are. You know, say your full name because I cannot say Yeah, it. <laughs> I will do that. I'll do that. Okay, awesome. Go ahead. It's yours. <laughs> okay, so my name is uh, Vuk Milosevic. So that is how you pronounce my name in Serbian. I don't know if there is a way how to pronounce that in English, but let's just st stay with Vuk Milosevic. Okay, so let's see what can I talk about myself. Here I wanted to talk about my uh, whole situation that's happening with my uh, treatment and my cancer. And I also wanted to talk about how I can help other people go through the maybe similar situations and maybe something that seems like the same feeling, for instance, like depression or anxiety or stuff like that. I will say before saying anything else that I'm not a licensed psychologist and I'm not, uh, I don't have any kind of uh, training in that, but I figured that I can help people from my subjective experience because I've gone through a lot of depression, I've gone through a lot of uh, anxiety through my life, and now uh, since last year I found out I have uh, pancreatic cancer and I started undergoing treatment for it. 
I mean, other than that, I am an audio and video engineer, and I can contribute a lot in that sense too. But this is something that I wanted to talk here with Danny and to share with uh, all the people who are going to listen to uh, this podcast, because I believe that is something that people need. Yeah. Not everyone can talk to anyone, like not even anyone can talk to us to a licensed psychologist. Someone yeah. sometimes need a, I don't know, a friend or someone that has gone through the similar stuff like they did. Yeah. You know, you mentioned a lot. And I think I'm going to start with the licensed therapists and licensed psychologists or licensed therapists. And okay. from my experience... <laughs> I feel like when I look out into the world and we have people who are who get licensed and things, I don't see too much of a difference in people who just experience life and are able to tell their story. And I don't mm -hmm. say that in a way to discredit the field. But the only reason why I kind of have this battle with someone being licensed and someone having experience and not being able to share it because of their lack of license is that these people are people too, you know, and sometimes yeah. they go back home and they are experiencing things that are very similar to what other people are experiencing. And schooling is bookwork, it's techniques, but it's really coming from people who had experience and were able to organize it in a way to teach it to other people. And I think when it comes to people not being able to speak to other people about their experience because they're not licensed. It's really just a delicate line, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. you have to be careful. You have to say that disclaimer for sure, because if someone listened to you and then they did something else, there's not a resource behind that person to back them up and say that we are credible. But I really believe that we as people, we created a standard of like, like in the financial institution, it's like, oh, you have to be licensed. But we should be all yeah. be able to manage our money and to be mindful of our intake and our outtake, like and what we're doing with our money. So we should if someone is going to advise us, then we have to be mindful of what we should listen to. Right. Like, I feel like we are intelligent beings, but there's also a different group of people where you have to have these disclaimers because it's the sensitivity. Right. You don't know if something is going to happen, um, is going to change your life because you said something. And I think yeah, if they're going to do something that might hurt them and you didn't want that to happen. Right. And I think yeah. we should all kind of operate with that same method methodology, right? We should all operate with one another. Like we don't want to say anything that could potentially hurt someone. And so we have to be yes. and mindful with our words. And so that's what I want this discussion to be like, just as attentional as we can with the disclaimer that no one here is a psychologist, but we have ex life experiences and sometimes experiences are just as credible because if you experience something and then you get through that something, then you you are the goal, you know, you are a goal because people can say, you know, you've done it before. And even if you haven't got through to the end, if you haven't felt like you completely healed, you are experiencing it, you're still here. And sometimes people, we learn from each other um, just through storytelling, which is why I love to tell stories, to listen to stories. And when you said that you had experienced depression, it's one of my projects, I would say. <laughs> wow, nice. Projects with the world, because I don't know if you noticed it, and it might just be my experience. I think we all kind of see our lives through different lenses, but I kind of hear like everyone is experiencing depression. Everyone is experiencing anxiety. And I wanted to go through the Internet and go through different stories to see why people think that we are all 
in some way experiencing depression or anxiety? Like, where is it coming from? Why does it feel like it's a wave of depression and anxiety? Do you have, and I know sometimes it's not a reason. I definitely have seen that as part of the conversation that sometimes you just don't know. But I don't know, something in my head is like, I feel like there is coming from something. And then we can all kind of like put our heads together and and keep continue to share stories and have it in one place. We can kind of see what um, it stemmed from. So I'm going to start there. I know (laughs) I'm talking a little bit longer than I wanted to just now, but it's fine. It's fine. Where do you think your depression stemmed from? Do you feel like there was a source or wasn't a source or walk me through that? Well, I have a story about that, actually. So first, I actually want to make a comment about the license uh, that that you spoke before that about uh, professional psychologists and people who just uh, say it's a short comment. I will not uh, dwell on it. No, 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 it's fine. We're having a conversation. Yeah. So like I noticed a difference when um, like I had uh, three situations when I talked to licensed uh, psychologists about my treatment, about what I was going through and stuff like that. So all three of them had the same approach. They know what they're talking about. They understand what you're saying, but I don't see empathy. Mm-hmm. I don't feel empathy from them. Like they understand what's happening. They know why you're feeling the way you're feeling, but they're not sharing your pain. There I see a difference between like people who had experience, the same experience you did, and people who just know why you feel the way you feel, you know? Mm. Like when you're when you're talking to a friend who has gone through a breakup and you just went through a breakup, that friend can't feel what you're feeling because he knows how that looks like. And then that talk can be more intimate and more to a point than when you're talking to a professional licensed psychiatrist or therapist, you know? And that's just a thing I wanted to say. Now Let's go on to the other. No, no, I'm glad that you said it. And you pretty much, I think that was the best way to say it because for me, I think I've experienced therapy, right? And it's in different forms where I pretty much was talking my way through the therapy, right? But I think what I, the benefit I found in therapy was that I'm speaking to someone that I don't know. It's not like, there's a filter. Like sometimes with your friends and family, you might have to filter who, how much you share with someone or you don't want them to, you don't want to um, emotionally dump on them because they're also experiencing in life. So it was just like, well, they're getting paid to have this dump <laughs> of emotions. And yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I take from it. But I do not feel that because I'm with that person and I might have limited view, it might be I just haven't got to the perfect therapist. I did have one good therapist. She actually was my first one. And I forgot about, at that point, I was like pretty much really transitioning in my life. But other than her, I don't feel like the other therapists that I had were doing anything magical or substantial because they had a license. I felt like I had more transitions and more movement speaking with people who had the experience that I can connect with. And like you said, that that they felt the experience and it wasn't, but okay, I'm back. Go. It's for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so now, now we go on the uh, on the question about depression. Yeah. Uh, so I have a very interesting story about that because I've been doing a job uh, on Upwork for a very cool guy uh, called Roman because like, man, who is named Roman? That's like so brilliant. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so he wanted me to like record 10 texts about 
I don't know, whatever, and to like enact an emotion for each text. So there was this one text that was talking about depression and like totally randomly, I just bumped into that in my life and I just read through the text before recording it. And um, the man from the text referenced uh, depression and said like, depression is not a disease. It's neither a disease nor something that happens. Depression is the cause. Like there are other things in life that happen to you at some point and they pile up in your own emotional state. It happens over time, time passes and so on and so on and bump, there's depression. So depression is not something that just magically appears in your life. And I, I agree with that. Uh, depression happens because of other things in your life, things that happened in your past, things that maybe are happening currently in your life or something that you're like uh, thinking about in the future. But there might be a difference there because like anxiety is when you're thinking about future and depression is when you're thinking about the past. So that's the difference. And my life, well, I had a series of bad things happen to me. Like in the time between 2013 to like 2015 or something like that. Like back then I was with this one girl in a relationship. Our relationship was terrible. Like eventually broke up. Uh, my band, I played it in a band back then, was starting to fall apart. I started to go to college. So I moved from my hometown to a bigger town. I wasn't living with my parents anymore. I was meeting new people. I started doing some projects and they were not going well. So like all of those things happened in the period of like of two or three years. And I didn't feel the effects of that. Not until like a few years later, like maybe 2017 or 2018 or something like that. It was then that I started to realize that all of those things that happened to me had some kind of underlying effect. Like I didn't want to face my feelings. I didn't want to try to understand them. I was just going like over them. Like just like I broke up with my girlfriend. It doesn't matter. Uh, my band fell apart. It doesn't matter. I'm going, I'm moving forward. But I never stopped to embrace those feelings. I never stopped to try to understand what's happening in my mind. And then like a few years later, all of a sudden, I don't have the energy to do anything. I don't have the will to start new things. I don't have the confidence to meet new people, to try to maybe hook up with someone. All of that is just instantly gone. And I didn't know why. And then I realized I'm depressed. Mm. So my take on depression is that it usually happens when people don't uh, talk with themselves. It happens when people don't try to understand their own feelings and the things that happen to them. But later on, it can also happen when you, there is something that you cannot change, but is actually quite uh, difficult in your life. For instance, someone died. Someone close to you died or you're working a job you don't like or maybe you're supposed to move to a different country and you don't know anyone there. So there are a lot of reasons why uh, the current depression, I mean, the depression caused by current events can happen. But I still believe there are different types of depression. Like, as I said, there is depression that's caused by something that happened in your past that you didn't talk about or embraced it. And there is depression that's happening because of some 
current ongoing event. Yeah. So what I, do you think? I would add to that. I would say those two things. And I would also add that there's depression that we willingly involve ourselves in, although there is a outlet. And the reason, and I say that because of my experience, right? Mm-hmm. I can't speak to everyone's experience, but I'm, I'm adding that because that's where I would fit, where I had a disconnect with people who may have been very hard in their depression. Like it was very um, heavy because mm-hmm. I usually have, I like happiness. You know, that's, that's my goal. Yeah. That's the best emotion. <laughs> right. So it's my go-to and I've been fortunate to be able to have experiences that aid that happiness. And so it was an energy that I've been around often. And so when I was in a close relationship with someone who was experiencing depression, it I almost looked at that instance like, man, like, why are you, why is it like, why? Like, I just, you know, and I still, you know, and, and, and what happened was I think my, I feel like I've always kind of created these life experiences for myself so that I can get my answer to why. And a little bit after like, you know, kind of looking at it like, man, like, I don't understand it. It was more like, I don't, I didn't understand it at that point because I might've been like, disappointed in something in my day or, or maybe didn't like something, but I've never identified something as depression. It maybe it happened, but if it did happen, it wasn't for a long time. And so immediately, not immediately, I don't know when, when it happened, but I actually experienced what it felt to be depressed, right? It was, I don't think it was long lived, but it was there enough for me to say, Hey, you want your answer, right? <laughs> here's, here's your experience, right? And it's so, like when you're asking for something to happen in your life, <laughs> you don't yeah. really want it, but you're still asking for it and then it does happen. Right, right. And so I experienced what it felt like to just like feel like you can't shake it or feel like you um, everything is just dark and heavy and even though you want to do stuff, you don't. I, I felt it, right? And then... I found myself again. I was like, hey, thank you for letting me know what this depression feels like, <laughs> but it's not for me, right? I am going to yeah. exit stage left. And that was something that I felt like I had to dig. I heard myself, right? It was very like this really, if you can imagine like a really, really small, tiny voice, like speaking, but it was like, I couldn't even get to it because I like, this was so loud. It was so loud. And I understood that I could, I should be listening to that little voice, but it did not matter. Like, but what happens is I, I feel like if we're intentional, and this is like a mm-hmm. practice because I feel like it's not like you can brush your teeth one time and feel like you're going to have perfect teeth. It's like, if I keep brushing it, there's going to be a change. If I keep being consistent with something, there's going to be a change. And I feel like even when you are intentionally putting yourself around good energy, you're putting yourself around good, I mean, books that will help you or people in environments that will help you, or even saying things to yourself to speak life, even when you don't believe it. And so that's what I did. I did not even believe what I was saying to myself, but I said it so that I can start moving, you know? Yeah. You're trying to convince yourself. Yeah, right. 
convincing myself. And I think that's a beautiful art because it's like people say, oh, you just got to like, I feel like you should experience the emotions. But I also feel like there's some type of art that has to be created in order for you to shift where, hey, this is not a thing right now. Happiness is not a feeling right now. But we know when we create art that it was a blank canvas at first and it became something else and it wasn't there. So it's like, if I don't believe the words that I'm saying to myself right now, if I keep doing it eventually, (laughs) you know, I'll start believing it, right? (laughs) Hey, there is a saying like in middle school uh, or high school, uh, whatever, uh, there was a teacher that told us like, if you say a lie three times in a row, it starts becoming the truth. Mm. So uh, that's how our minds work. Like you just start repeating repeating stuff over and over again and eventually you'll start believing it yes you know oh goodness i had um and i actually was just looking at it today i had a conversation with someone who was a magician right wow okay yeah yeah and it was let me tell you how like interesting the conversation was i don't i'm trying to figure out what i would post that show versus this show i'll probably like space it out a little bit (laughs) what was interesting is that you know, he did a magic trick, right? And then there was the illusion of the magic trick. But within that magic trick, I had to say something that he basically was going to have on a card, right? And what okay. I chose to say to myself was good, right? I just, I chose some, to say something good. And he was okay. able to identify what I had in my head on a card without knowing what it was. And I was like, that's interesting for two reasons. One is because how did he do it, right? Like, I, I don't yeah, know how yeah. to it or whatever. But the other thing is that it was an illusion. Like, it was an illusion in some way. But that illusion served a very... It served a purpose because now it's like, that's what I said to myself. You know what I mean? That's, okay. That became a reality from a different source, right? And I was able to experience that all happened. And it was all an illusion, right? But it, but at, at the same time that it was an illusion, it also was something that actually happened, right? So like when you go back, when you say that, like if you say those three lies and then it'll feel like a truth, like I feel like we have to manipulate it in a way for ourselves, okay. you know, for our good. Like, I feel like there's always two sides to something. Like, you can manipulate for good or you can manipulate for bad, right? Two sides like, of the same coin, right? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're manipulating for good, I feel like it should be intentional for yourself. Like, you don't want to be manipulating people outside of yourself because that's not their choice. And in some cases, my parents may do a little manipulation, but it should be for good, right? Like, if you're, you're trying yeah. to help them in a certain direction, there may be some healthy manipulation. But more so for yourself because when you do that yeah. for yourself you create a better experience not only for yourself but for the other people around you because now you're manipulating for good and not evil or not bad or however that can be defined to anybody good is all the good that is good to the person is relevant to the person unless their good is like <laughs> bad <laughs> then do that. Uh, you know, and the reason why I say that, because, you know, there's so many different people in the world and the things that they could find to be good could be bad to someone else. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, you have to be careful with your words. It's but. a thing of perspective, right? Right? Like uh, it defines, no defines, depends. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It depends on how you look at that thing. Like for someone, it might be a good thing. For someone else, it might be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. So you were able to identify what, Cause your depression. Yeah. What steps did you take in order to get you another level 
Or how oh, did you man. look? Do you feel like you worked through it or do you feel like you still experienced it? Do you still experience it? Is it still active, but you had the resources? One thing though, I'm, I will try to move my laptop to so I can have a normal view. <laughs> no, you're fine. You know, I'm just listening. I'm practicing listening uh, no, to you, so I no, just hear I, your voice. <laughs> no, I can't because I said this before the recording, but like my camera <laughs> is on a very strange part of the laptop. This is the first time me seeing a camera being on the keyboard, like not on top. So it's very strange for me. Okay, so about my depression, how I handle it. Well, I still believe that some part of my depression is still present because depression is a very hard state. Let's call it that because I don't think depression is an emotion. Depression is a state of being Mm. and it's a very hard thing to get away from. You can mask it with other things. You can mask it with a different kind of thinking, with uh, some emotions, with whatever. But to get away from it, I believe is very hard. You can do that in steps, like taking one part of your depression and trying to face it and trying to fix it. Like I still sometimes have this urge to feel sad Mm. without any cause or any reason. It happens from time to time. And sometimes I still have like the inability to want to do anything. Like sometimes I just get up uh, out of my bed in the morning and I like the sun is beautiful. Everything is splendid but I'm not willing to do anything in my life. Like right now, I just want to lay down and do nothing. And I still believe it's there, but it's not in the same intensity as it was like uh, in the last year or, or the year before that or the year before that. So like in 2019, I believe that it was the peak of my depression. 2019 was, it was summer, like July or or August. And I was playing some games over Discord with my friends. And there was this one friend that asked me like, how do I feel? Because I was basically just working. And then when I come home, I would go online on Discord and play some games with my friends. And that was my entire day. So he asked me like, how do you feel about your day like you're not spending time with anyone outside of work you're just talking with us over discord we're not like hanging out or doing stuff together outdoors or or indoors like in person and that's the, the first time i came to grips with my you know depression like i realized that i didn't go out and i felt so sad i felt empty i felt like what is the point of life? Like not going into extremes, like what is not the point of life? No, Are we going to die or something? No, no. I just plainly asked myself, what is the point of this? Like, what is the point of not hanging out with people? What is the point of not doing anything? Like if you're going to spend months of not doing anything and just laying down in your bed feeling sorry for yourself, feeling sad. It's not that I'm judging myself or that I'm judging anyone else, but I asked a very important question and that is, what is the point of it? And then I just understood that there is no point. You're doing nothing because you don't feel like it. You're not trying to get better because you don't have the strength. But the thing is, in most of hard situations in life, You don't need to have the strength. You don't need to have a reason why you do stuff. Just like you said, just like you did in your own example, you need to start talking to yourself. You need to start convincing yourself 
that there is a reason. You need to find it with brute force. You don't need to like cuddle with yourself and like go easy on yourself and say like, it's going to be okay, just take your time. Because eventually some people take so much time that they end up not wanting to do things even more. Or like, I don't know, in the worst case scenario, some people take so much time that they end up killing themselves. And that is like the most horrible thing that can happen is when a person loses hope in life, uh, loses the reason to live and doesn't see the love that he gets or she gets, or maybe they don't get love, but like they don't, they stop believing in joy. They stop believing like good emotions and then they take their own life. And that's truly, truly sad and horrible. But the thing is, and this is not a judging, this is not trying to blame anyone, but the thing is, it is part their fault for that because they didn't try to force themselves. They were going easy on themselves. And the biggest challenges in life are overcome when you start going hard on yourself, when you start doing the things you don't like and start like trying to get the best out of everything. You know, like maybe you don't like getting up in the morning like at eight and that truly frustrates you. But then when you think about it in the morning is the only part of the day where you can hear some animals mm. or when, when you can see like some scenarios in your city or the countryside because the sun reflects the light only in the morning that way that it does. And you can try to find in everything that you hate you can try to find something good and try to, instead of look at those things like, oh no, I don't want that to happen. Or I don't know, I hate that. You can try to look at it, but wait, when that happens, also this happens. And that's really cool. So that's how I did it. I started trying to find things that inspire me. I, I started trying to find things that make me feel good. It's not like things that are good for me or things that are productive, but things that make me feel good. I love going to concerts. I love going out. I love music and I love dancing and I love like jumping and feeling it. So there was this festival in Serbia that happens every August, every year. It's Beer Fest. It's actually a fest about beers. It's really, really amazing. And a lot of bands are playing. So I decided, yeah, I want to go there. I want to start jumping and screaming and feeling the energy of every band and stuff like that. So I did that. After that, I was like, I want to go to a, to a museum. I want to go to a language cafe where uh, I'm going to talk with someone else in some other language that's not Serbian. I want to go to movies. I, all that things that I actually didn't want to do because I was lazy or didn't have enough life in me. I started forcing myself to do those things. And like months passed and I stopped feeling bad. I stopped feeling empty. I didn't instantly find my purpose in life. That took too much effort. Like purpose is one thing that we make ourselves. Uh, I don't know if we build up that illusion because life doesn't have any purpose. We make purpose out of life. Like life didn't give you purpose when you were born. They didn't like write a list of things you need to do in your life and just put it on your head and like, yes, this is you. You're supposed to do this. No, you are the one that finds that list and that writes things in it, what you want to do with your life. And that's how purpose is born because the universe doesn't really care about anything. 
especially doesn't care about you. You are the one that you're supposed to care about you. And that's the best thing anyone has ever said to me. The first path how to fight off depression is to start looking for things about you that you like. You need to love yourself. You need to enjoy being with yourself. And you need to enjoy life without anyone else in it. And then when other people come and when you truly love yourself, then you're going to enjoy life even more. So that's how I conquered one part of my depression. Yeah. So how would you define the other parts? Are they, how do you work through the other parts of your depression? You say that it's, and sometimes it still comes through. And... It's like those evil voices in your head. Like you spoke about it uh, as well uh, today. Like it's that some, I don't know, it's, it's like a, a force you cannot control. It's mm-hmm. like doubt. Maybe it's that part of your brain that's called a doubt that is the animalistic primal part of your brain. The part that always wants you to survive. The part that always tries to see bad things in people, bad things in any situation, bad things in life. And that part is always there. And sometimes it tells you, but like, what if you're wasting your time? What if you're doing all of that, like enjoying life, but you're actually doing nothing? And that that's the most terrible question. What if? Like when you start asking yourself the what if question, oh man, that's like going into a very wrong pipe. You were saying some, I mean, there were so many things that you were saying. I'm trying to organize my thoughts. Okay. You mentioned that, that, that voice being almost like wanting you to survive, right? It's a protective mechanism. And the way that you're describing it, and I'm hearing it from my point of view, is that that voice seems like it's supposed to be there for your survival. And it looks, and it sounds like I'm looking for all the bad stuff. I'm looking for the bad things to be around me. And when I think about, you know, being on this earth, um, living where I live, um, just seeing different stories, what's happening is that there's so much of that energy of like trying to survive people who appear to be good and they're bad, trying to survive the doubt, trying to survive just the systems that are put in place against people. It just goes into overdrive, right? Mm -hmm. And so that overdrive then causes the people who are in that world to have that, what was supposed to be a saving mechanism, like this is so that you can be able to see what's wrong, whatever it is. And it's out of order, right? It's out of order because it shouldn't be that much that you have to survive from. It shouldn't be that (laughs) much that you have to be afraid of. And it's like, but we are in this world creating all of this for everybody. So it's like, maybe we should think of it in the other side. Like, okay, for a long time, we've been working with these, this negative thought for survival, right? Because we want to make sure that we survive, right? We want to make sure we survive. But now we have to go on to the other side. Like now we need these positive thoughts. We have to start looking at what's good in the world and trying to extract that so that we can also survive. Because what's happening is I think both of them play a part, right? Because you made it make so much sense when you say it's the animalistic part in we want to survive. And that's what it was for, but it was for survival. And what happened is now is it's not for survival. You're actually stripping the life out of yourself because you're so yeah. 
that you're not even living life. You're not surviving anymore. It's not working. So you know what's uh, funny? Like uh, humans are in the same time the most fragile things on this planet and the most enduring things on this planet. Like I've heard so many stories where like a woman fell out of a plane and she survived the fall. And then I hear another story where a man fell off a horse and died. Yeah. And and I'm like, at the same time, I understand why we have these like protective doubts in, the, in our mind, because at the same time, we're like the most fragile things in the universe <laughs> and the most like enduring things in the universe. Like, what? how is that even? Why are we such a paradox? Yeah. Ooh. And that, ooh, maybe it goes back to what you were saying, that there is no list of your purpose. And that's what I found so beautiful. There is no list. It's almost nothing. So we create our experiences. I really do feel like we have a major part in creating these experiences for ourselves and taking stock in the things that we listen to, taking stock in the experience that we involve ourselves in have a lot to do what happens with our lives. And I can't speak for everyone's life, but I feel like having more great experiences, putting yourself around information that is going to be helpful for you, it has some type of universal connection. like the universe just makes it keep continue that way right whereas like if i keep putting myself in bad situations there is an opportunity for me to survive those bad situations but i also increase the risk (laughs) of having a horrible situation happen at the end of it so to me you know and that's why i like the concept of self-investing and using the invested terms because if i put more stock and things that i know there's going to be return on that investment it's going to be good then I have a better chance, right? The life at all is going to be a risk, right? But you have a risk analysis, right? You write it out and you say, hey, if I continue to talk negative to myself, I might just strip the life out of myself, right? But there's also this other stock where I can try it out and see if it happens. If I keep talking to myself and keep putting this life in myself, maybe it will start to have a return. And I think that's what the beauty in the human is, is that we all have to kind of just tap into the fact that we have that much power um, Mm -hmm. with our words and our mindset. And I say it's so much power because these are words, these are feelings that's creating these realities outside of ourselves where you might die or you might live. And that's like, at the end of the day, we all, I don't know. I'm hoping that by the time my children are my age, that they have figured out how we can live forever. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right that would now. be a nice thing. <laughs> hey, but I don't know if you heard in Japan, I don't know if it happened this year or like late last year, but they started to develop some kind of drug or some kind of treatment that prolongs your cells from dividing. I've heard so, something about it. I think one of the, uh, is it Jeff Bezos or maybe it was Elon Musk? I think they were putting an investment or I heard about it a little bit. But, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for it to actually happen. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, and I and honestly, I have a theory on that, too. Like, I feel like, I don't know, some, I don't know if you can hear all those sirens outside. I've yeah. never heard sirens. <laughs> I've never even heard sirens in my neighborhood ever. Really? Yeah, like, this is the first time I... Just one second. <laughs> okay, just, like, try to see if if everything is fine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Somebody's house is on fire. I'd be, I'd be what? Like, okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, my God. 
Thank you for having, holding it down. I think everyone who was in the house is out of the house. Um, so they're kind of just making sure that there's nothing else going on over there. But at first I thought it was like cops, you know, and I was yeah. like, I didn't hear sirens. I was like, what's going on? And then I went out and I saw all the fire trucks and I, was, and I saw the fire, like it's like right across the street from me. And so oh. I saw the, the fire coming out from the top of the house and I was just like, Whoa, I've never, I don't think I've ever saw a fire before live like that. What's so interesting is that I was, I maybe mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was just thinking like, man, do you ever see firefighters like actually working? <laughs> like, cause I don't ever see fires around here. Like everybody, yeah. like, you know, I don't ever see them working. Maybe once in a while I'll see them like driving the sirens up, but I've never seen them working. And so this was kind of fun. Cause now I got to see them working, you know, like, <laughs> they actually, cause you never know when it's going to happen. Right. Just to have them, you know, you have to have things in place, but I had dreams a couple of weeks ago, one time I had a dream. It was actually two dreams. And I'm not sure if it's representing these two houses, but it was a house like down the street, like not where I live, but like if I come out and it's like near a place that I go, their yeah. house got, got caught on fire and then the night before I had that dream and um, I had another fire dream. So I was like, I've never had fire dreams in my life. So I was like, I don't know, maybe <laughs> it was maybe like- you summoned it. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just the reason why it's it's shocking to me is because I never had dreams. I haven't had as many dreams I've been having lately, and I've never had dreams about fire or saw a live fire. So you know, yeah. if my psychic abilities are coming in, <laughs> they are like coming in scattered, like. <laughs> You still need to calibrate them because you're you're like uh. <laughs> right. I'm not in tune to the whole thing yet. So wow, that was interesting. I find a lot of um symbolism and and fire in both good and bad ways. But I was just thinking about how like when I was sitting here and I kept hearing the siren and I was going to ignore it, thinking that it was going to fade away, right? Yeah. And that we would kind of get through it, and then it was like got to a point where. I couldn't ignore it. You know, I couldn't ignore the siren and kind of spinning that back to our conversation. I feel yeah. like there's moments and times where you are talking to yourself and there's a point where it gets so loud that you can't ignore these indicators of depression or anxiety or anything kind of being faulty to your body. Because I feel like our bodies are here. Our spirits are here to protect us. And yeah. there's a point where we intuitively have to listen. And I say that with gentleness because I know everyone's anxiety experience is different. Their depression experience is different, but being in tune with ourselves. And this is why I came up with the word self-tivity because although we have resources outside of ourselves to help us and they're very, very beneficial, we are our first internal resource. And so taking care of ourselves yeah. allows us to make sure that we don't neglect when we hear these warning signs and that we don't think they're just going to pass by because we, we literally have all the tools within ourselves. And I think what we then serve as each other our resources with storytelling because there's some times where you just can't hear it you can't be your own savior you can't be there for yourself and so yeah you need external help yeah external help to help you get back to yourself but i do believe in the power of self and healing and not in the I think people might identify that in different ways. They might think that it could be, you know, narcissistic or they can think that, you know, it's considered selfish or it could be considered not believing a higher power. But I believe because of a higher power, we are given powers that are high, you know. Oh, that's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think people neglect that source. It's like if I give birth 
I'm going to give birth to what I am, right? I'm going to give birth to a child that, that looks like me in some type of way is going to have the same experiences because they are with me. You know, they want to have features or my DNA, all those things are going to be embedded in them. And so even being from a higher power, a higher source, somewhere different than us, it was very high. You know what I mean? So there's power in creation. And I believe in that power in creation that we can activate it. And we usually give our power away to people who are well-versed in that and sometimes may use it against you. And that's why it's important for us individually to make sure that we don't allow that to happen. Yeah. yeah. And that's what my journey, because I will say depression and anxiety are are different experiences for me. I did not deal, I could not stay in depression, but anxiety is something that that creeps up. Are those the firefighters as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many of them. It was like, I mean, they just kept coming and coming and coming. And it looks like, you know, from what I saw, it was the fire. It was like from the top of the house, but it wasn't like the entire, and it wasn't going all the way through. Like it seemed like they, someone, I don't know. Never mind. I'm not going to speak so because I really don't know. But the anxiety for me and my experience is something that kept coming up because you said that it's like the future. And I'm always thinking about the future, right? Um, Yeah. And I had to manipulate that experience for me because no matter what I would do, I literally wake up in the morning and have the feeling. Now I would have different variations of it. And sometimes it would be longer throughout the day when I was really actually probably a mixture of the depression anxiety, or it could be short, or it could be like as soon as I get up and maybe a couple of days I wouldn't have it. But what I had to do was manipulate why it was going on because I couldn't find an answer, but I made my own answer. Like you were talking about before, like making a purpose. And I was like, there's something bigger than me that's inside of me that it can't even be here like it, it has to wake me up in the morning and say go and live right like it's it's time to live and that's what I do it's, it's almost like an alarm clock of living that even if I wanted to like to lay low or lay back like it's like you have no choice and so that's how I've manipulated it in my mind and so now I'm like oh hey <laughs> here's that <laughs> feeling in the morning that I can't yeah. even but now I have placed it to something you know I have placed it to the value that I need to create. I've replaced it with like, okay, knowing that anxiety is about the future, I have a vision for the future that's really idealistic, but who says it can't happen, right? There were points in time in our lives where, in our history, where there were things that were happening and we can't today believe that that was allowed or existed, right? Yeah. Some way, someone had a thought, someone was moving and breaking those rules or those standards to get to a point where we had something different and it still isn't perfected, so I feel like we still have a ways to go. There is a theory that I have uh, about the possibility of things. I'm like, whatever you can think about is possible. Yeah. Maybe not today, maybe not in the next 50 years, but if a certain amount, uh, uh, not amount, but, but, but if a certain order of things happen and uh, like the technology for something also starts existing, then it's possible. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I believe it too. I believe like it if, too. Like if you believe that there is a, I don't know, turtle with wings, I deeply believe that there is a planet in the universe somewhere out yeah. there where there are turtles with wings. Yes. A belief system, right? Our belief system. That's why when I play those B2B games, you'll see a little mix of psychology, religion, belief. Because belief systems play such a major role in the realities that we create, right? And the order that we create for good. And I think with guidance, religion and 
its best form is helpful, right? It's very helpful for us to kind of create the life that we believe that people should live. And yeah. But what happens is the user experience, right? People manipulate it to be their kingdom and or they manipulate it to be their little world. And it might be helpful for them. Maybe people, you know, want to be in that organization or whatever. And I think we all are called up in some way into something. It's just finding value in what we're going to be called up into, like in being intentional about what we're going to be called up into. And I use that term because I used to be in what I defined as a cult. And I would yeah. say that I extracted the good out of it. And I know that, you know, I can get caught up in other things. Like I can be caught up in parenting. I can be caught up in love. I can be caught up in work, you know, but if I'm going to be caught up into something, I want to make sure that I am involved in this experience that, I'm extracting the good out of it instead of being passive about it, you know? So. Yeah. 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 But I, uh, I feel like we probably had, a, <laughs> I, we had the conversation go a little bit longer cause I, I had that thing, but I really enjoyed yeah. the conversation with you. And I want to have this disclaimer and I think I should start saying it at the beginning of the show versus at the end, because I am big on people listening to one another, but only extracting what they believe is something they would take stock in, right? Mm -hmm. That we all have a different opinions. And like I said before, you have to have a risk analysis. And so when you come on a self-study podcast, this is the opportunity to practice those things. So I'm practicing my listening skills. Because yeah. I, I, I usually, and I did it today because when I get passionate and excited, I start talking. So today I probably didn't do the best, but I um, enjoyed the conversation. It was fine. It was quite, quite good. I also am practicing my listening skills. So <laughs> I also like to talk a lot. And, yeah, yeah. and this is also helpful for me too. Yeah. Okay, good. As long as we're working together. Yeah. And, that's, and that's just... You know, for me, I'm practicing listening and I'm practicing being intentional about being in a place where people may not agree or people may agree, but it doesn't matter either way. Right. It's really experiencing them and allowing them to be who they are and what they think without feeling like I have to change them or that they have to change me. And I feel like yeah. into a practice like that, an art like that, when we experience other people, there won't be a lot of like rallies. And what I mean by that is everyone has a cause and everyone has something that they're against or for, and they come with this passionate energy. And sometimes it can come off really, really like disturbing. Yeah. And it's like, well, the yeah. purpose of it is that you're dividing. It feels very divisive in nature. And I believe we can have conversations where we don't have to divide, but we can pretty much be like a puzzle. Like uh, the puzzle is still divided, right? But you can still fit it together to create the bigger picture. And so you have your puzzle pieces. I have my puzzle pieces and we come together and then there's the big picture and then maybe we'll all get that answer that we're looking for because we're all yeah. a part of something that has been broken in, in one way or the other but instead of Ooh, that sounds very good and dramatic i can see the picture you know what i'm gonna write that down for yeah as i was saying i could see it come together you know because i can feel how we all are broken pieces and some of us are trying to get back to that whole you know that innate good i feel like that we have as beings in this world and what we're doing in some cases are we keep dividing ourselves from each other so we don't really get back to what we actually all want at the end of the day but if we can kind of bring ourselves together we might find that peace that everyone really wants you know yeah, um, yeah. because we were a big piece you get it peace peace yeah <laughs> One big piece of peace. Yes. 
So is there anything else you want to share? I mean, we don't even have to be limited if you wanted to talk about something else. I... No, I'm like more into the idea that we do this again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I enjoy I enjoy the conversation. I think yeah. I think I want to see if I can get more people on to that project I was telling you about to, to talk about uh-huh. depression and anxiety and kind of get into the root of it in a way where you can kind of hear all the different pieces together where yeah like there were some points in in your messaging where i would cut that and place the next person who says what theirs is and next to the next person would say yeah. like a, a documentary <laughs> project <laughs> so i'm very pumped and inspired by this conversation and so i feel like that would be good because like to me it was like hey i want to know a little bit more like and even through my experience of having it i didn't have any desire to want to stay there any longer, but I cannot, you have to be careful, right? I have to be careful because my experience is not someone else's experience, but I feel like I am a solution-based person, right? Mm -hmm. And if anyone is having these issues with anxiety or depression, I want them to reach out to other sources. And I also want to see if they can kind of practice reaching inside of themselves because there's a source there. I do believe there's a source there. But if you cannot find that source within yourself, there are plenty of resources, external resources, external resources to help you. And that's what we are. We are a team. We need each other. We need each other. We need people because although we can do it within ourselves, it's it's a much better experience to live life with partners by your side that understand and can experience and have won and have lost just like you have, like I have, like we all have in some case. So yeah, I don't know the numbers for the depression hotline. I feel like people always kind of put that in when they talk about depression, the depression hotline. But I mean, we are living in the phase of google.com. And so if anything from here maybe inspired you to use an external resource. There are resources that will help you. And I think Google can be a good tool. I don't know of a, I am a fan of um, NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness we have here and in the United States. I'm not sure of any other places, but if you start with that website, they definitely have all the resources. So I definitely will put it in as in Nancy, A-M-I, um, go there as a, a resource to kind of get you to other places because they have what I like about NAMI is that they have like focus groups for families who are experiencing things they have so it's not just about the person who are experiencing their disorder I mean disorder is the worst word to use because I feel like there's there's beauty <laughs> no, it's not disorder there's beauty in imbalance I would say imbalance and I and I say imbalance yeah. I feel like there's nothing wrong but we the balance is that we know that it's out of whack right we know that we might be putting too much stock in a thing that, that drains us brings us down so we just kind of had to get up to balance a little bit yeah but like i mean the word disorder also it doesn't have to mean the the way you thought it meant like it's a physical or mental disorder but like the i think you wanted to say disorder that it's out of order yeah yes. yeah 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 yes yeah. and that's what my heart is saying but you know again words are perceived in so many different ways Oh, yes. So I'm just trying to make sure that I cover all spaces because my, and I think that's another conversation, like how we can get offended easily by people having words to say that may not align with how we feel. That's also out of order because I feel like no matter what, unless someone is saying something directly to you, you know, hey, even if they were, it's all about you and how you receive it. But they say, hey, you little ugly duckling, then you can get a little offensive because it's like, hey, why are you calling me an ugly duckling? But if someone is having a conversation and they're and they're pretty much just sharing from their perspective and experience that's all that they have to work off of and we're all 
of kind of building this conversation together. And so instead of feeling offended, maybe add to a conversation. Next time you feel offended by what someone says, what can you add to the conversation to kind of give it some more luster and, and add a different experience that they may not have in order mm. to make it a more robust experience? Because the more we get offended, again, we cause a more division. And what solution do we have with that? Um, yes. But it was a great conversation. I probably could talk about this for another two hours but of course i don't know if anyone's gonna listen for that long <laughs> i'm literally capable of talking with you like this for <laughs> or maybe the same like sessions maybe we should have sessions you, you can come on the podcast you know and we'll kind of like talk about a different one like you know now and again we'll have like a little topic and we'll have yeah. hours and you can be like a, a ongoing guest um that comes sure out. and uh, we never got to talk about your experience with cancer and how you're could you have different, such, it's a different story for another time just, perhaps so we'll save that that's what we'll do yeah. you know and the reason why i brought that up is because the way that your spirit is right now the way that you're yeah. opening yourself up to me right now and having this conversation and just telling your story is beautiful because you know someone is experiencing something like this they might not be in that mode, right? Yeah, so, I was not in that mood in the beginning. Like in the beginning yeah. of of everything, like I was in a very dark place. But now it's all flowers. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So, and I want, and, and I would love to talk about that process because I feel like when we talk about that process, it's like, hey, I did feel this way, but now I got here, and I feel like the more we have conversations of people getting there um, yeah. and making part of of our language of love that hey we all are feeling this we all are here we all have these things going on in our lives but there is a solution you know what i mean yeah. a way yeah. that can bring yourself back is what even if it doesn't stick with someone today if they keep hearing it like you said if i kept hearing that lie well what if i keep hearing these truths what if i keep hearing these things that are good for me what if i keep hearing these stories that are similar to mine in the beginning but they have an ending that i want what if I experience those things over and yeah. over, over again? So that's what I'm going to put on my purpose list. You know, when we say how you said earlier, how we define our own purpose is that yeah. I, I want to put out content where, you know, we that it's just relevant, you know, that it's, it's not a whole bunch of drama or, or gossip around something. It's just more like, hey, these stories are, are helpful. Yeah. yeah, are helpful in some way. Or we're having fun thinking about life and, and why we're here, like in a fun way. And because uh, I am going to stop talking <laughs> and i'm going to say to everyone thank you for listening to us it was a pleasure to have vuk on the show um i hope there was a return on the investment of time that you spent with us today he will be back for more conversations yeah Yay. um we definitely want to hear about his progress and life and just you know his mindset and his storytelling is just very unique and very aligned with the self-to-be way and so again only take stock in this conversation of what you want to take stock in. And that is your choice. It's not up to anybody else to police what they say, but you police what you hear and what you take in. Until next time, hold on to you as much as you can. Hold on to your health, your well-being, and your mind. Be mindful.